Welcome to Diamond Healing Radio with Dr. Anastasia Chopoulos, a powerful and extraordinary healer, best-selling author, and international scientist. Stay tuned to learn how to be vibrant and healthy at any age. Diamond Healing Radio is hosted on the Amazing Women of Power Network, the world's leading positive programming channel. Take a slow, deep breath, then let it out slowly to become more relaxed and open to learn the latest on scientific healing from Anastasia and her guests. Be ready to feel and look better than you ever have before. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Anastasia Choplis with another episode of Diamond Healing Radio. It is my pleasure, total pleasure today to have on the show A.G. Morshida. And what he does is he helps people start their movements. And he got started. His company is the CEO and founder of Genius Squared and the Genius Millionaire Academy. Boy, say that three times fast. And um, what he does is he helps entrepreneurs and service professionals ignite their genius to become authorities in the world and create their, their movements. But the thing that's really fascinating and interesting about AG is that um, he has a high level of consciousness and he attracts that very same a level of client into his um, into his mastermind groups and his coaching as coaching clients and they go out and they improve the planet so I wanted to highlight how he got to this place and why and how how this all comes about because I think it'll really help establish um, this kind of baseline for those of you that are interested in raising our consciousness and the frequency of our planet. So welcome to the show, A.G. Hey, thank you, Anastasia. Thank you. Glad to be here. You know, your story was so fascinating to me that um, you first started out as a working, um, at, you know, you got a business degree and you helped your family business. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, yeah. Um, well, originally, you know, out of college, I went to school at UC Berkeley, studied economics, and then wanted to go into business. And then um, during the 90s, I started off real quickly in high-tech recruiting because the dot-com was doing really well. And then uh, when the dot-com crashed, so did my income because I was full-time commission. I was earning, you know, uh, for a young 23-year-old kid, you know, earning eight to $10,000 a month. They literally zero within a six-month period. It was pretty devastating. So I went through my journey to figure out my life purpose and, and, and tried a bunch of different things. And one of the things that uh, I ended up going in was uh, helping my family business, which is a sushi restaurant. And uh, our, uh, my parents opened up two restaurants back in 2004. And we really struggled in the beginning because in Los Angeles, probably wherever you are, sushi has just grown so much. And uh, we really struggled to stand out and really uh, get the word of mouth going. So what I did was I took the interview process I did with software engineers, helping them land six and multiple six-figure contracts, and helped uh, helped us position ourselves as a category of one. So what made us unique? What made us stand out? And so I interviewed my mom and found out that we're pioneers in the sushi industry. We actually opened one of the first two sushi restaurants back in the 60s. And also, my mom was the first female sushi chef in the 70s, and in the 80s, uh, we opened the first fast food sushi restaurant uh, in the Santa Monica 
uh, uh, San Monica Place, which is right across from the promenade. So uh, for 10 years, I waited tables as uh, 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 in junior high and as a little kid. But, so I positioned our family as America's first family of sushi, and we started getting TV uh, TV appearances on KBC TV, which is the local Los Angeles news station. Uh, what 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 really mattered was not only did we go from losing ten to fifteen thousand dollars a month. Uh, uh, what what ha- what happens? We turned it around and made it profitable. So we went from you know about four hundred forty thousand dollars in one year of revenue to one point two million in two short years. But what mattered most was we made it profitable so that my parents weren't losing their investment and retirement money, and it's been profitable ever since. So. Um, so that's the journey with the restaurant industry, and and uh, and that the and then we really realized that sushi was one of the is a movement that uh, uh, that I would just kind of fell into, and, and in the eighties, people were like, "What's sushi?" You know, there's some people who were like, you know, uh, the trendy people were going, celebrities were going and trying it out. They were the early adopters, but then for most people, the sushi, they're like, "What's that? Raw fish? That's for fishing bait." That's not for food. That's not edible. <laughs> and so it, it wasn't really accepted, and I was made fun of as a little kid in, in elementary school for having, you know, some weird exotic food and, and things like that. But then now it's like the part of the uniqueness. And just like anything, things start to innovate and evolve. Yes, exactly. So you were just on the cutting edge. It's kind of like... You know, I know I was made fun of for my funny food. You know, if I brought moussaka or something or baklava, they didn't even hear hear of it back then. (laughs) And now it's like, it's sexy to serve that. (laughs) Exactly. It's interesting. Yeah, it has shifted where uh, growing up, it was kind of like you were, we felt, and that was one of the core things, uh, core lessons that I share uh, uh, with my clients and at events is, uh, you know, we're not different. Different implies that we're separated from everyone else. But as kids, we feel like we're different. And but what, later on, as we mature and become more conscious, we realize that we're unique. And we're unique, meaning that you know we're, we have our own specialized uh, specialties and our own what I call imperfections that were perfectly flawed. Our imperfections is what makes us unique, and it actually allows people to connect. Um, and so it's really the big shift was moving from different, which I felt apart, to unique, which is, oh, there's something uh, that makes me stand out. But yet, I'm still connected with people. So, but uh, as kids, it's like, I think, uh, in general, I think almost every person in their childhood have felt, like, ostracized in some way or fashion. Oh, yeah. And made fun of, no matter no matter how awesome you are, they make fun of you. You know, they poke at you and and every if you ask every kid in the United States of America, how did they feel as children? They all said, oh, people made fun of me. It's like everybody. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, you could be like the model, like, you know, like, you know, you could be like a star quarterback with blonde hair. Then they might call you a Ken doll. Like Barbie and Ken, they may be called the Barbie doll. Oh, you're so perfect for this, but they make fun of them too. So there's no such thing as perfection, you know, um, uh, like the perfect person, and no one gets made fun of. I think it's a rite of passage to become an adult. Well, and, and actually, it's those things that injure you, meaning that's the place that we need to go is where we think about 
where we start really thinking about, well, you know, that really bothers me. They did that now, and then and then you get really introspective. So um, you had your own personal injury, you know, a physical injury that that caused you to go into that introspective place. Um, could you tell the listeners about that? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So um, you know, I was going through my journey, and after the dot com crash. Uh, just to give the backstory of, of what happened next, which I'll share with you in a moment, is, you know, I became depressed and suicidal in a sense that I felt my self-worth equals my net worth. So I just went on a journey and, well, well, you know, what's my purpose? What's my passion? And through this, it's like there's a saying like God has a funny sense of humor and that it was answered through a car accident. I was in L.A. at the time uh, uh, and working, uh, working at the restaurant. And I was driving the five freeway going from L.A. to Orange County, and I got rear-ended. And it wasn't like a high, huge, like total car crash. Well, it was, it was, so I got rear-ended by, which I never found out who the driver was. Um, they just took off. And and but uh, but what happened was I was in a state of shock that that day, and I I still I don't know how I managed. Thank God I managed to get myself safely home. But the next day, I literally couldn't move, and the worst part was I couldn't process my thoughts. I got easily irritated, and I couldn't, you know, think uh, as clearly as I normally do. So I literally lost my ability to think and function. I wasn't brain dead per se, but it's like, but it was like, it, it, it was really painful in the sense like I feel like I got the pieces, but I couldn't put them together. And I always felt like if I had my mind, I could heal myself, but I didn't. So it was it was the worst. Like it was a period of six weeks. It was one of the most challenging, challenging times in my life. Um, but then looking back, it's been one of the greatest gifts. And I believe, like you just shared, like our greatest gifts come from our greatest challenges. And so, but it, it was really, really challenging. And then, um, um, and I didn't know what else to do. So I just went, you know, I kind of uh, sat down, put my hands together, and, and this is before I began my spiritual journey, uh, where, uh, where, you know, I was, you know, uh, born Buddhist but not practicing, and then, and then going to school in Berkeley, it's almost anti-spirituality, anti-faith, and it's really, it was cool to be atheist or agnostic going to Berkeley. I used to hang out with punk rock kids and stuff with tattoos and spikes and all that stuff. Um, and and so I really didn't have a, a, a spiritual one-on-one relationship with spirit or anything like that, but but my body knew before my mind did, just go to prayer. And I just prayed. And I couldn't really put my thoughts together, but the feeling was that if I ever get my mental health back, I would never take it for granted again. And um, fortunately, you know, a, a few weeks after, I started getting better and better. And, and I feel like my after that accident, my mind is sharper than it's ever been before because I had a renewed sense of purpose and passion. So then now you have developed that into a business to help other conscious entrepreneurs um, move forward and create their movements. And yeah. the really interesting thing is I've been uh, with you for a couple of years off and on now, and um, the consciousness level and the the quality of the people that are coming in 
um, as soon as you start, you know, it used to not be uh, very cool to talk about, you know, your faith in God or your faith in spirit and your spirituality. And it's now coming out to the forefront where people didn't want to associate with us before by being open about it. Now that it's almost like a magnet that's just attracting them. And the thing that's beautiful is that you're helping these people really create their movements. So, um, yeah. so tell us about some of your own um, daily practices so other people may, may try these things out. Oh, sure, sure, absolutely. And, and real quick is uh, for uh, the movement, I think it's tied into really uh, a spiritual calling to express your genius. And each one of you is, is born a genius. There's a Harvard study, I think it was by Howard Gardner, who invented multiple intelligences, that 99.9% of all children at age 18 months, their brains operate at a genius level. And so we all have that genius inside of what makes us unique, what makes us stand out. And I believe the movement starts from utilizing your genius and getting out there. And, and like you said, I did... The, the more I went in my spiritual practices, the more conscious people came in. And for those of you who are business owners who uh, who want more clients, is um, that I just have spirit, send me the people I'm born to serve today. Please send me the people who, who I'm born to serve. And then I uh, spirit brings in the people, and that's how the consciousness has grown. So some of the things that I do uh, on a daily basis is number one is the first like hour, 30 minutes, minimum 30 minutes to an hour of every morning, I just have silence. And I wake up before my daughter and my wife, and I go out for a walk, go connect with nature, I go pray and connect and really be in a good space energetically in the morning. I think it's, it's the most important thing. I think the first 30 to minutes to an hour really sets the tone for the whole day. Uh, instead of, you know, have you ever had one of those days where you stub your foot onto the bedpost or something and, and then it just seems spiraling down? Well, I feel like I do the opposite where I'm spiraling up. So definitely doing, having prayer, meditation, connect with nature, go for a walk. Also, that's good just from a physical thing, doing some physical exercise by walking. And we do these uh, range of motion stretches that open up the meridians of going from, from the head to the uh, toes of and I think those are some key things that I do in the morning um, where I want to not be busy in the morning where most people, when I was working 9-5 and stuff, it's like rushing, rushing, getting getting showered, shaving, doing this and having a routine, but it was rushed. It was uh, frenetic and stressful versus waking up the day on a peaceful basis. I think those are the two key things is prayer and then second is uh, first, you know, spiritual first, then physical second. Well, and I think that they kind of go hand in hand. Yes, and I, I do almost exactly the same thing that you do every morning, is that the first thing I wake up and I just start saying everything I'm appreciative of for, you know, giving my thanks. You know, the day just goes up from there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Appreciation and gratitude goes so, such a long way. And now a brief word from our sponsors. Have you ever wondered if you could amplify, improve, and strengthen your intuition and healing gifts? Or what it would be like to wake up energized with a clear mind every morning in your 60s, 70s, and beyond? 
I'm looking for 20 people to enroll in my new eight-week teleseminar called Energize Me. You receive healings, interactive exercise, and information on the Diamond Healing Method, a new special technique where I apply vibrational physics to the practice of energy healing so that you will have improved energy, a clear mind, and amplified intuitive and healing skills. This developed because I transitioned from being a scientist for 40 years to thoroughly study the field of healing after having lived through chronic illness. I healed myself from this and will show you exactly how you can too. This is the first time I am offering this information as a course. Those who join in this initial offering will receive a 50% discount. If you or someone you know is interested, please call me at 310-692-4036 or go to scientifichealer.com forward slash energize me. That's with no punctuation, energize me. And now we return to our regular programming. Start your day by just, even when I, I went out for a walk in a park nearby, and I'm just going, recanting in my thoughts, and like, what am I grateful for? What am I appreciative of? And it just puts me in a really good state. Even, you know, there's some mornings where I just don't feel my body is just a little off, but once I go through these rituals and these motions, then my body starts getting aligned. And, and I think appreciation is huge. Appreciation, I think, is like there's gratitude, but appreciation is like one of the greatest forms of love they could give to people. Well, yes, and I, I tell the people that gratitude is like saying thank you, but appreciation is saying I love it. Yeah. And that's how we attract our clients, by just saying, you know, what you just said. That's another clue to people is, you know, help send, please ask, you know, ask spirit, send me the people I'm born to serve. That's perfect. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's really helped me and it's helped a lot of our clients. It makes it simple that you're not, you're, you're coming from a place of abundance and you're coming from a place of strength and, and instead of scarcity, like, oh, I need to find something. You don't need to do, and, and that's the thing, it's like, the truth is, we don't need to do anything. Anything that is a need is self-imposed, and know that everything that we need is already here. Just like our solutions, it's like, the moment, anytime I've been stuck, when I find out the solution, it's always been here all along. It's just really turning on the awareness that's been under the tip of my nose all this time. I just needed either have an experience to figure it out myself or have someone point it out to me. Yes, exactly. And then being willing and open to to seeing the solution. A lot yeah. of times when we're looking for the solution, it doesn't come. But when we're not looking, it does. It's just like how yeah. <laughs> I spent a long time trying to find another life partner. And as soon as I said, my life is awesome, I don't need one, <laughs> one appears. <laughs> yes, isn't it interesting how the moment you don't need it, it just comes so quick? <laughs> and I, I think that a lot of people struggle with money is almost the same thing. They think it's really hard to get it, and they struggle and struggle. But as soon as they ask for it to appear and let and let it go and not worry whether it comes or not, then it comes. Absolutely. When you get rid of that neediness and that need for it, the emotional attachment, absolutely, I agree. And and, and one of the key lessons I've learned through my journey is that spirit shows up, God shows up, universe, spirit, whatever you believe in shows up indirectly from your direct action. So it does take your part, too, that once you take direct action, spirit shows up indirectly. Like, you know, there's that thing, like, when does the, 
how often does a plan work exactly as planned? It never happens. The plan is the first to create the first point of deviation. So as soon as you take the first action, then spirit shows up and shows you the better way because you know there's all these uh, things in, that that spirit's plan is way better than all what we could think of consciously. And so it's just really to be aware of those things. Yeah, so I, I don't want to leave out what, you know, the experience that people have when they come in um, to your coaching program, because you are spiritually based. So um, maybe you could give us an example of, of, you know, I could also talk about that, but why don't you give us an example of somebody else besides me <laughs> um, about what happens when you first get a a client who has got a, a really important movement and they don't even trust themselves to get it out, how do you help them? And, and tell us a result. Okay, sure, absolutely. So I'll share with you, uh, let me just think, there's so many, but let me just share with you uh, uh, one person in particular. Uh, his name is Adam Lax, and he's a registered dietitian in Florida. And prior to work with me, he was working full-time at a hospital. And he had to commute two hours every day to work at a, uh, to work at a job that he, he enjoyed, but not so much because it took away his freedom. And he wanted to create his own practice, but at first he didn't have the faith in himself to grow it. He, he wanted to start off part-time. And the moment he made a decision in faith, trusting spirit and growing his faith in himself and faith in God, that he, he made the decision and to leave in like 90 days, he gave his uh, uh, hospital. That that moment, he was working part-time, that moment he made his first $10,000 a month, and then when he left his job in his first year out, he made six figures his first year out, which is rare for any business owner. And the second year, he did it again, to, he broke six figures again to show it wasn't a fluke. This is his third year with us, and one of the things is, uh, one of the key lessons is, I, I said, Adam, you're doing great, and you're being called to step up in a higher uh, level uh, level of leadership. You're here to help others. And he had a desire to help other dietitians, so what we did was we created a $25,000 certification program called, uh, that he named Registered Dietitian in a Box, and he had the faith and offered it saying, send me the person I'm here to serve, and he enrolled his first $25,000 certification client. He has another event, I think it's not this weekend, next weekend, and he'll be enrolling his next new certification clients, but he's on path to break uh, $200,000 this year. But the biggest uh, lesson is he's saying, you know what, AG, you know, thank you so much because now I have a deeper sense of trust in myself and trust in God, and I feel like uh, I, I'm being guided, and that even though he had challenges and resistance, like we all have whenever we have it, we have our fears, doubts, and worry come up, that uh, that his business is greater than himself. It's his mission, it's his ministry, it's his movement, and he wants to really change how dietitians work, where they're, they can only do so much in the hospital, but when you create a private practice, you can really offer so much more, and, and so, it, and one of the key lessons is uh, your messaging, your movement is greater than your pain because it's bigger than you. The moment you start having it be bigger than you, it becomes easier. You get pulled, you get inspired, you get pulled to do the work you need to do. If it's just about you, that's not going to be enough motivation for you to get through the tough times. 
when it's about other people, when it's about something bigger than you, then you get pulled, you get drawn. And it's like, even though you're feeling pain, and you will feel some pain. It's not, you know, if success was easy, everyone would be successful. So the thing is that successful people are willing to go fight through any pain, any discomfort, get outside the comfort zone because they have a much bigger vision and a purpose to serve people. So the moment you make it not about yourself and make it about something much bigger, I think that's the biggest shift that I see in our clients. And, and, and then for them to step up in their confidence and in their leadership, the more confident they become, the more people they can lead. And, and so really we notice and see people become more confident and then having more trust in a higher power and, and to freely share uh, their beliefs because we are moving in the conscious age where, where we need more conscious leaders to step up out there as leaders because people are now not looking you know, to the media or the government for solutions. They're looking internally. They're looking above spiritually for solutions. And we need more spiritual leaders, conscious leaders out there to pave the way in the future. Well, I think that we're we're getting rid of rid of the old patriarchal system that we've been operating under for the last couple of centuries and moving into a conscious a conscious system. And so, you know, this is just the first step in the movement and we're here at the forefront and it's happening now. There are all these leaders that are starting to step up and run their businesses in ways that are in complete alignment with their internal values and their spirit. And I think that the old political system will just simply, and the old medical system will just simply have to fall away and evolve into something uh, much better. And you know, by by bringing this out, it's uh, you know, it's this the same. I mean, when I first uh, started working with you, I did my first event within what three four months and closed fifty percent of the room. And the great thing is that you not only provide you know kind of like the spiritual guidance, but also the nuts and bolts of what we need to do you know there's lots of things that we need to do and by having those tools present and operating in this kind of conscious manner we can we can manifest a lot more you know just even the principles of manifestation what when you were praying and saying please make me well and i'll i'll work my purpose and here you are doing it. That's just a, a really important step for people to realize that we, we can manifest our dreams just by simply asking for them. So we're almost running out of time. So I'm going to create a page at diamondhealingradio.com forward slash A-G spelled E-I-J-I pronounced like A-G, the two letters. So at diamondhealingradio.com forward slash A-G. Um, you can contact him through that page and you'll get to see a lot more. So is there any last minute tip or um, thing you might offer somebody who is thinking of, um, you know, wanting to step up into not just thinking, but are ready to step up into a big play, a bigger game, whether they have a healing practice or whether they, they are, have a diet dietitian practice or any kind of thing. You, you work with all kinds of different entrepreneurs. So, is there anything you'd like to offer? Sure. Uh, a couple things, and thank you. Uh, f- uh, for those who want to connect with me, well, first thing real quick is is really the first step is really to hone in on your genius of what makes you unique and what makes you stand out and do only and design your life around your genius and, and to start eliminating, delegating, automating anything that's outside your genius. 
Um, but from a business standpoint, I highly recommend that you stop marketing to the masses. And if you really want to start a movement, start marketing to the early adopters, the people who believe in what you do and who will spread the word. The majority will not get you until you have enough uh, people already to show social proof, early adopters. Market to the early adopters. Apple markets to the early adopters. They market to the people who stand in line to wait for the first iPad or the iPod or whatever it is. And so do that. So now we're going to create a gift and there's, that will allow you to get more information about our events and our services. But uh, what I have is a uh, just neat little poster called the Genius Commandments. And that'll help you get aligned with your genius. And, uh, and also, we'll let you know more about our events that we have. We have Ignite Your Genius, uh, which uh, is a brand new event helping you uh, discover your genius and also to uh, uh, show how you can create a business or monetize it. And then we have Speak Your Genius on how to get your message out. But the first step I'd like to give out is the Genius Commandments uh, poster, and then uh, you'll get uh, notifications on our upcoming events. So anybody who follows Anastasia is definitely super smart, very conscious, and wants to make a huge difference in the world. And those are people I would love to see at our event. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you for offering that gift. And I can tell you those genius commandments are awesome. So that's all we have for today. Um, thank you so much for listening. This is Dr. Anastasia Chopolis with Diamond Healing Radio. See you next week. Thank you for joining us on Diamond Healing Radio, hosted on the Amazing Women of Power Network, the world's leading positive programming channel. To learn more and get your free healing meditation, go to diamondhealingradio.com and join us next week to hear more on how you can live a vibrant and healthy life using the fusion of science and energy healing. Until next week... Remember to take a deep breath before you go about your day.